Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello and welcome to our Monday night Truth and Liberty live cast. I'm Andrew Womack and I've got Richard Harris with me. He's the director of Truth. What is your? Yes, sir. I That's go it. through this every time. <laughs> I think he's the director. He was the chief counsel, but now he's the chief counsel and director and everything else that we need done. Yeah. So I'm chief, I'm executive director of Truth and Liberty Coalition and the job just got so big I couldn't do lawyering and that, so we've got a new lawyer for you, Butch Corbs, the chief. And counsel. anyway, Richard has been such a blessing, yeah. man. He's he's been working hard, and we've we've done a lot of things in the political realm in mm -hmm. this last year, and it's going to continue. That's right. And our guest tonight is Alex McFarland, mm -hmm. and I'll give him a little better introduction in a few moments. But we want you to participate and be a part of this, and we've got a lot of things coming up. I mean, there's some really good things. Our sure. uh, musical at Christmas is one of the highlights of the whole year. And we deck this place out in lights. We have a live nativity. And there's just some things happening that we would love for you to be a part of. So I'm going to let uh, Richard give you all of those details. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. It's awesome to have Alex with us, of yep. course. And thank you to all of you for watching tonight. It's going to be a great program. Uh, yes, yeah, speaking of events, uh, coming up the December the 6th, which is just right around the corner, uh, Andrew is going to have a special event called Karis Campus Reveal, where he's going to lay out his vision for this property and campus here in Woodland Park, Colorado. And there is a, a, a star studded literally lineup of speakers and ministers and Christian leaders who are uh, going to be sharing uh, encouraging words and endorsements and positive. Uh, messages uh, all about this. Uh, Billy Epperhart, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, Bill Johnson, Dwayne Sheriff, Richard Roberts, Rick Renner, uh, Mike Huckabee, James J.B. Brown, and on and on it goes. So check that out on the website at awmi.net where you can also uh, find the time. It's going to start at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, but you can watch uh, via the internet. It's going to be an awesome, awesome event. You don't want to miss that. Andrew talked about the Heart of Christmas, which is coming up also December 9th through the 11th. That's also right around the corner next week. I love that drama. It is so powerful as it tells the story of um, uh, of Christmas from the perspective of uh, a, one of the missing wise men, so to speak. So it's really fantastic. And the music will move you to tears, awesome. I promise you. Awesome. So register for that. It's a free event, December 9th through the 11th. The Living Nativity is December 16th through the 18th. And that's a great thing for the whole family to come out and do the drive-by Living Nativity. And then the Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference is uh, January 5th through the 7th uh, in the Phoenix area in Arizona. And Andrew's going to be ministering along with uh, Lance Wall now. We sure love Lance. He's one of our
our board members here at Truth and Liberty, and that's going to be a really special event. I, I think there's going to be revelation from God released at that event. It's going to be awesome. So you can, again, register at awmi.net for that. And also, uh, if you're not a subscriber to Truth and Liberty, I really encourage you to do that. I know we all get so many emails, but I promise you this, the Truth and Liberty email is one that you want to get. It's designed to equip you uh, to stand for truth, to stand for Christ in the public square. So we send all kinds of helpful information out. Just go to our website and click subscribe. Share your email address and you'll uh, get on our list and start receiving those important emails. And when you do, uh, you will be eligible to receive a free product. Last week we gave away Andrew's book, God Wants You Well. You know, you'd think that wouldn't be a controversial uh, title, but it certainly is. Anyway, it's a life-changing uh, book. I know that. Uh, countless people have received healing because of the revelation they've gotten from that book. But the, uh, today we're giving away More Grace, More Favor. And I love this book too by Andrew. It's about humility. And in my opinion, humility is one of the most important virtues uh, that we can have because it's a gateway that opens up the grace of God in our lives. And so uh, subscribe today and you'll be eligible to receive that. And then also it's an interactive live cast tonight. So we want to hear your questions and comments. I know there's a lot of uh, stuff out there that's on your mind. So feel free to post on our website or on, on uh, Facebook with those and we'll do our best to get to those. And then also, if you're not a member, um, would you prayerfully consider becoming a member of Truth and Liberty Coalition? And you can be a member by signing up to make an automatic uh, contribution of $5 or more per month to Truth and Liberty Coalition on our website. Just go to the donate page and sign up to do that. Also, if you're uh, at this time of the year evaluating making your year-end gifts, would you keep Truth and Liberty in mind for that as well? We are so grateful for your donations and support. It helps us to do the awesome things that we're doing. And if you need tax credit, you can give to the foundation, which is Truth and Liberty Foundation. And that website is truthandliberty.foundation. There, so we try to keep things simple for you. And you can get tax credit for that one. For the coalition, you can't because we're a C4, uh, but God, God will give you credit. I promise you that. Amen. And then um, also, if you need prayer tonight, just call into Andrew's prayer line, 719-635-1111, where there's a huge team of spirit-filled prayer ministers standing by ready to uh, hear you and, and minister to you. And, and uh, I tell you, miracles come out of that, that place every single day, thousands of calls every day. Take advantage of that resource, 719-635-1111. Amen. And so our guest tonight is Alex McFarland. And Alex is from Greensboro, North Carolina, but... He's moving here. Amen. So he's not going to be... Woodland Park, Colorado. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so Alex is coming on staff. He's been a part of what we're doing for quite a while. You came on and have kind of overseen the biblical worldview things because yeah. you've been doing that for decades. Long time. One time you were actually uh, employed by Focus on the Family, right? I worked for, for James world. Dobson for a lot of years and have a great love for Dr. Dobson and yeah. Shirley. But uh, I got to tell you, Andrew and Richard, I'm so excited about what I see the Lord doing here. I mean, th this is so exciting what God is doing up on this mountain and it's spreading out down to America, North America and the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Karis is the place. So your mm -hmm. resume is long. You've been on Fox on every news broadcast. You've ministered in thousands of churches. Uh, you have a radio program on what is it, NRB every uh, day? American Family Radio American Network. American Family. Call it Exploring the Word. And Alex is a, an apologist, a Christian apologist. You got a lot to apologize for. A lot, for. Sam Server. <laughs> yeah, well, defending the faith and trying to equip people to defend the faith. And, you know, um, Listen, I'm just a saved sinner who wants to tell people about Jesus. That's the most important. I want to see revival come to America. 
my wife and I both, and I, I know I speak for Angie and myself, we live to see a great awakening in America mm -hmm. and to see souls saved. One of the things that I'm so excited about, well, two things, if I can interject this, Christmas at Karis is so special. I was teaching today and I heard them practicing the music. And oh my goodness, mm -hmm. if you can possibly get to Woodland Park, the, was it the 9th through the 11th? The, the heart of Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, it is one of the greatest Christmas programs I've ever seen. It really is. I've seen it, I couldn't even tell you how many times. Yeah. And plus I've been to most of the rehearsals and I cry through the thing every time. It, it's mm -hmm. moving. Powerful, powerful. Well, one of the third year programs is worship and, and really worship arts. Well, we have it? two different groups. We have a worship arts thing that is about like praise and worship, but then we have, what is the one for the Murins run? Yeah, it's arts uh, and cinematic production or something yeah. like that. Arts it's and entertainment, I don't know, but anyway, it's dramatic. about dramatics, mm. not just praise and worship. So we have kind of two different uh, levels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the other thing that, that excites me so much is there are so many young people here. Mm -hmm. Now, you might hear in the news about young people falling away from Christianity and mm -hmm. You know, I go to a lot of universities and, and speak and very often, you know, the state universities are sadly very woke and even some traditionally Christian denominational schools have really drifted. But at Karis, what thrills me, guys, about this place are so many young people, 19, 20, 21, They've got their whole life ahead of them. They love the Lord Jesus. They are brilliant. They're soaking up truth like a sponge and they're ready to go change the world no matter where they wind up. And that's why it's so exciting. I mean, you hear bad news and then you come up here and you see what God is doing to raise up world-class leaders. I was just visiting with two of our prayer ministers this afternoon and they've both been to a secular college. It's actually a Christian college that 20 years ago had a revival, 20 or 30 years ago, and it was famous. I've read about it, but they said that it's woke now. They mm. have LGBT stuff everywhere and said that they suffered so much persecution for being Christians. And I was asking them how they liked Karis compared to that university. And they were <laughs> loving it. Wow. It's yeah. really good. God really is doing something special here. Yeah. Really? So we need to talk about a lot of things, but one of the things I want to mention to the people watching, Alex has been helping with our biblical worldview, and we now have, what, three or four of those out. Um, we got the foundation, true foundation, socialism, racism, socialism, uh, biblical worldview on human sexuality. Yeah, and so that's four, and then we've got another one that's... Well, we've recorded Heaven, Hell, and Eternity right. that's being edited. Then just week before last, we recorded Money, Wealth, and Economics. Yeah. And we had a panel on that. So we did. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, that, uh, talking about the truth empowering the lives of people, these biblical worldview resources, we're already like from the um, a biblical response to socialism and human sexuality, we're already getting feedback from people who take these courses and they are, they're able to understand and stand for truth, influence those around them. So these are powerful resources. You know where this whole biblical worldview thing came from is I was at church and Pastor Mark Coward, who's a very dear friend of yours. Matter of fact, he's the one that introduced us. Yeah. Uh, he got up and, and gave Barna statistics, and mm -hmm. I forget exactly what it was, but he talked about the number of secular people that had a biblical worldview, then the number of Christian people that had a biblical worldview. And I think by the time you massage the numbers and get down to the ones who are totally committed to it, it's like 6% mm -hmm. of Christians 
have a biblical worldview. And yeah. when he said that, I just said, God, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of complaining about it. And the Lord spoke to me and he says, what have you done to change people's worldview? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I said, well, I teach on the word all of the time, but I hadn't specifically countered the wokeness and stuff. And so that's where this came from. And I decided we had to start putting these out. Yeah. So we have four of them now. We've taped five of them. And eventually we could have 20 or 30 of these biblical worldviews that just focus in on one specific thing so mm -hmm. that if a Christian wants to know what does the Bible have to say about a subject, that's what's behind this. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've been contributing and uh, since you've taught on this so many years, we're using you to help us and that's been very, very helpful. Mm. But uh, we are embarking on something brand new in March. We are. We and are. so um, here's something I've been flirting with for a long time. I remember when, um, um, man, Rush Limbaugh oh, yes. died mm. and I was driving back from Florida and we listened to the tributes to him and mm. people were talking about how he impacted them so mm. much. And I'm not against Rush Limbaugh. I think that he was used and he did some good things. But you know, the sarcasm and a lot of the things that went on, it's certainly, I didn't listen to him a whole bunch, but I think he was uh, definitely used by the Lord. But when they were giving all of these testimonies and people were talking about how influential and how important he was, I thought we need something like a Christian yes, sir. program like that. Mm -hmm. And so I started kicking that around. I think that was back in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. And so anyway, what we've come up with, we are going to start a program that is an hour and a half long, five days a week. Mm -hmm. And my biggest drawback to doing this, it's going to be live to where, uh, you know, right now we're going to take questions, but they have to be sent in by email. Mm -hmm. This is going to be where you can actually call in and we can interact and talk back and forth. And my biggest drawback to doing it was that I just cannot commit myself to five days a week doing something. So I thought, how can I do this? And so Mark Coward, who we just mentioned, he's one of our board members, and he also helped me get the school, uh, practical government school started. And Richard is going to be a host. Alex is going to be a host, and I'm going to be a host. And so what we'll do, we'll have four hosts and we will all do one day a week and then every fourth time we will do two days and that way the four of us will share this. Mm -hmm. It won't be a burden on anybody. And so I say all that to say that Alex mm -hmm. is an integral part of this. Mm -hmm. And if Alex wasn't going to be available to help us do this, then I wasn't going to take on the responsibility. Yeah. So well. you are a blessing and you have a daily uh, radio program. I've been a guest on it a yeah. few times. So you've been doing this thing for a very long time. In fact, I believe you and I are going to record some radio on Thursday afternoon. That's what I, we're scheduled to do. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, it, it's just amazing. I, I just want to give God the glory. I'm sitting here with you guys, two, two men I've known a long time and love and respect you both. You mentioned Mark Cowart, who we've known each other 19 years plus. And, um, Young people often ask me, how, how can I find God's plan for my life mm. or whatever? And sometimes they'll say, you know, Alex, how did you and Angie uh, plan this journey you've been on? And I said, I, we didn't plan anything. We just tried to love Jesus and love each other. And Andrew, mm. isn't it true? If you're faithful with A, God might entrust you with B. 
And if you're faithful in stewardship with B, he'll lead you to C. Mm -hmm. And you look up one day and you see for three decades, Jesus has carried you and used you all. I look at you and um, 50 years of faithfully teaching the Word of God. And here is one of the world's preeminent Christian universities emerging right before our very eyes. And I was teaching on all that today. I won't go mm -hmm. into all of that. Sure but so. some people say, well, so you got to be faithful before God will do this. He's responding to you and He's giving you what you deserve. That's not the way it is at all. Mm -hmm. God has a plan for every single one of us, but He won't promote you, not because He's holding back from you or He's responding to you, but He won't promote you above your level of integrity above your level of humility because it would destroy you and it would destroy the people that you're ministering to. Mm. So what Alex is saying is true that you have to go through steps and stages of being faithful, not because if you're faithful, then God will do this for you. No, it's if you get to where you have the integrity to handle this, then God will increase mm. you to something else. Mm. That's really important. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, I'm sitting here listening. So on our new format, we'll have Andrew, you've been in ministry almost, what, 55 years? 55 years. Alex, Amen. probably close to that. 33. I know Pastor Mark, uh, last year or two years ago, celebrated 35 years of pastor at Church for All Nations in yep. Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. And I'm just bringing up the rear here, but there's... there's. <laughs> but you know what? You're doing awesome. He's preached some of the best messages I've ever heard in my life. I, I really am impressed. Thank with you, Andrew. Said. That's very nice. But I'm just, I'm just saying there's hundreds of, oh, probably 100 to 200 years of ministry experience all here coming to bear to share biblical perspective on the issues of our time and of our day. And I think this is going to be a powerful program. And so kind of the format of this thing, it's going to be Truth and Liberty, what? Livecast. Truth and Liberty Livecast. And the format will be that we'll start with, say, 15 or 20 minute monologue where we talk about, it could eat, uh, the reason we call it Truth and Liberty is because it could be solely on the Word of God, it could be spiritual things, it could be solely political things, or it can be a combination of the two. And we'll spend about a 15 or 20 minute monologue talking about something that could be, you know, a current event, uh, something that's happening. Then we'll take a little break and come back and start. We could interview a person, but it's not going to be primarily an interview program. It's going to be where we just take the questions yeah. and the people will call in. We'll put them on the air. We can interact with them and answer their questions much better than we can in just a monologue type thing. Yeah. And I think it's going to really be good because, uh, you know, most of what we do is taped in advance. And in a sense, it just might hit on what's happening that day or might not, but this will be very specific to whatever's going on in the world, spiritual or political at that time. I think it's really going to be good. Yeah. Amen. And I'm expecting that uh, this will be something, it'll take time to gain traction, but I, I think that this could become something that Christians uh, really tune into to be able to get a godly perspective, a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm on what's happening. And yeah. boy, we need it. We do. There's so much woke stuff going on. Yeah, it's incredible. It's not good. And, yeah. you know, I, I pray for people to not give up on the United States of America. You know, there was the, at the election in early November, there was the red wave that didn't quite happen. But, you know, we have got the network of God's people. You remember like God told Elijah, there are 5,000 men that haven't bowed the knee to Baal. Yep. There are still people out there that love God and country. 
and we've got to be informed and we've got to pray and we've got to influence those around us. And God might lead you to run for office. You know, one of the things about the School of Practical mm -hmm. Government, we talk to people about it, it is important that people run for office. Uh, Andrew, I was just in Yorktown, Texas, which is not too, too far from Corpus Christi and mm -hmm. some wonderful folks down there in Yoakum, Texas, Yorktown, Texas. And um, I was talking to a pastor and in his church, he's got one staff member and several members that have systematically run for school board. And now they've got Bible believing mm. patriots on the school board. Amen. And they've intercepted woke curriculum, unspeakably bad curriculum. Yeah. And we've got to do this. Uh, the Barner Research Group says that there may be 100 million born again adults in America. Now, how much do they know the word? How much of a biblical worldview? I, I don't know. Only the Lord knows. But I mean, we've, we still have that remnant of people. If we could unify and pray and get involved and we've got to do it. One of the things that is really wrong in this country is that the media controls yeah. most people's opinion. Christians listen to the media and there isn't a Christian voice. This is one reason that our Truth and Liberty Livecast could become a very powerful thing. But we hear all of the bad stuff. We hear about all of the woke stuff and every bad thing that happens. But if you go back to Genesis chapter 18, God was going down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham started interceding and said, would you destroy it if there's mm. 50 righteous, then 45, then 40? And mm. he got them all the way down to 10. And the Lord said, if there's 10 righteous people, I won't destroy it. Mm. There is Amazing. much more than 10 righteous people. We've got hundreds of righteous people that are loving God and doing everything they can right here inside of our ministry. And I believe that if God would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah at the stage that they were in, mm. which was total debauchery, and if he would have spared them for 10 righteous people, we got more than 10 righteous people here. Yeah, and I believe that we are in the third great awakening, but you just amen. don't hear about it through our secular media. Right. So again, this is one reason that that Truth and Liberty Livecast, I think is gonna be something really powerful to bring out the good things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It'll be awesome. Last summer, I, I, I give God the glory, but we had 125 teenagers accept Christ in four youth camps that we did right. around the country. And we're going to, I'm helping organize youth camps next summer. And we're teaching biblical worldview and we're telling kids how to be born again. And young people are hungry. They really are. Mm -hmm. Down in Yoakum, Texas, about three or four weeks ago, I know I've got some Yoakum, Texas friends listening. And we had 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds pray to accept Jesus. And of course, we're telling them about how to grow up in the Lord. And so uh, let's not despair. Like you say, if you just listen to the secular media, you're going to get depressed. But we're seeing a great awakening, the third great awakening, and you can be a part of it. And God wants to cleanse you, fill you, send you, use you. And this organization will help equip you. But hey, let's not roll over and play dead. Let's believe yeah. God for a movement. And again, the scripture says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yes. And since we had such high expectations, people have really been discouraged. But we had David and Tim Barton on just a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, responding to the November elections. And they said a number of things, but one of the things that they said was, it really doesn't matter about the results. And they quoted, is it John Quincy Adams? Yeah. That they said, uh, duty is ours, results belong to God. Right. Mm -hmm. And so 
Some people, they only act and do what's right if they think it's going to make a difference. But we have a responsibility to do what's right regardless of what the outcome is. And David Barton said that if he knew that uh, his votes would never make a difference from the, now until the time he went to be with the Lord, he would still vote every single time because mm -hmm. he's got a responsibility to God. And again, he's got a duty to do what's right and leave the results to God. Amen. So these are some of the things that we're putting forth here and we're trying to get out some of these positive uh, messages. Yeah. And David and Tim made a number of really good points that because our expectations were so high, some people let their heart be sick, but still we won back the house, which yeah. is a big, big yeah. deal. Yes. I mean, it has taken away the rubber stamp mm -hmm. so that they can't just ram things through the way that they did. Plus, another good thing that's going to come out of these elections is that if the uh, Republicans have a backbone and do what they said they would do, then they are going to start doing some investigations on mm -hmm. Fauci, on Biden, Biden, on Hunter Biden, mm -hmm. and on and on. And a lot of the things that have just been swept under the carpet where we have a double standard. And if you're a conservative, you get persecuted over the smallest little thing. But if you're a liberal, you can get by with... Uh, you know, taking your hard drive and bleaching it and doing all kinds of things. And nobody <laughs> right. ever says anything. Right. I think that those things are coming to the surface. So there's a lot of good things happening. There are. And one of the things that has hardly gotten any press is that uh, conservatives won. A lot of states do school board elections in the same year as the other uh, offices. And in many states, uh, conservatives won many seats on school boards all across the country. So yep. that's been overshadowed because of the bigger offices. But it's really important because it, that's where we're going to control this uh, woke agenda in our kids. And also it's a, it's a farm ground, farm team for higher office. And so it's really yeah. important that that's shifting too. We also talked about that one of the things that happened is that we've doubled or tripled the number of homeschool people. Yeah. We're getting people out of this woke system. And that can be debated about should we reform it or should we get out of it? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it was Tim Barton <laughs> that said something like, people say, but there's some good Christians in the school system. And he said, yeah, that's like saying that the band on the Titanic was really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about I right. love that. Yeah, yeah. So yes, we there are Christians in there, and they're doing some good things, and we're all for you. And praise God, let God use you. But I tell you, the the education system, the NEA, mm -hmm. the Education Department, Department of Education, they are corrupt. Yeah. Those things need to be done away with. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of reform that needs to happen, and. Sometimes you just have to kill that one and start over. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm thinking of while you're talking, Andrew, I'm thinking about Elijah who, you know, he, he kills the prophets of Baal and has a great victory and then receives word from the queen, um, you know, that she's going to kill him. Mm -hmm. And he runs off and hides and, and pleads to God, oh, I'm, uh, it's only me. And like you said, the Lord says to him, I have 7,000 who haven't bowed the knee yeah. to Baal. God wasn't anywhere done yet with Israel. And, uh, you know, we just need to keep in mind that God's a lot bigger than we are. And he sees everything. He knows all the pieces on the board. And uh, he's already 10 moves ahead of the devil. So um, mm. we need to just put our trust in him. And I think all of us agree that the reason we're in this mess is because the Christians, especially ministers, have not stood up. Yeah. And we can still say that they, there are a lot of woke ministers such as Raphael Warnock who oh, is using word. the Bible to say that abortion, Jesus would, would back abortion. And so there's still a lot of woke ministers, but 
just in our experience, we had, what was it, over a thousand churches that came to the meetings you held in 2022? Oh, yeah, we, uh, we built a network of about 2,500 churches, I think, here in Colorado. So how many? Uh, they woke up and, and they're <clears throat> taking a stand. Now that may not be enough to totally turn the tide right now, but we are raising the, the level yeah, yeah. and things are turning around. You know, there's a separation going on and uh, there's a shaking, I think, going on. And uh, we're, people are gonna be able to see, I think, those who really stand for Christ and those who just pretend to stand yeah. for Christ. Amen. And uh, so we need to be encouraged. Well, uh, Richard and I got a little excited, but you're our guest. Well, so, yeah. well you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you had your scripture. That, well, no, that's song. okay. Hey, look, <laughs> a, a sure way to lose a battle is to not know you're in a battle. That's right. And, and I, I want to say, look, I love America. That's I'm a happy word. camper. I'm safe in the arms of Jesus, John 10, 28, 29. But we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. The devil hates the USA because, look, we're not perfect, but for all of our foibles and failures for 240 years plus, America has been the greatest Amen. funder of the Great Commission. Amen. And Christians here, prosperity, the creation of wealth, the building of families, the sending of missionaries. And so believe it, now God is in control and I don't want to sound doom and gloom, but we are in a battle for the future of our country. And you know, uh, oddly enough, one of the groups that kind of reprimands me for my patriotism sometimes are pastors. Mm. And pastors will piously say, you know, well, you know, my home is in heaven, Alex. Well, that's true. But where are you going to live till you get there? And I think I can do more for Christ in a free, safe, stable America than in a Marxist yeah. gulag. You know, you know, Bill Federer, who's a friend of all of us, oh, he yeah. says that the number one commission of the church is to preach the gospel. The number two commission is to keep the freedom to do to preach the Amen. gospel. Yeah. Amen. And so really you can't just sit here and say, we're only going to talk about spiritual things. If you neglect the physical things, we aren't going to have the freedom to preach the gospel. That's true. Uh, you, you know, Bill is such a, a brilliant guy. You know, it's, it's funny, 25, 26 years ago when I was youth pastor, every spring I've told him this story. I would go down to the Christian bookstore and I'd order about 40 copies of Bill Federer's America's God and Country Encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. And I'd give them all to my graduating seniors. And I remember looking at that name, William J. Federer, and I thought, I would love to meet that guy someday. <laughs> and he, as you all know, he is such a dear, dear Christian. Awesome. Brilliant. But Bill was here two weeks ago teaching, and he said one of the ways that Marxists um, infiltrate a nation is they try to divide people. Mm -hmm. And instead of unity of, of love of country, there, there's what we call tribalism, mm -hmm. getting people into little groups, which is exactly where we're at. You know, when Benjamin Franklin was coming out of the Constitutional Convention, uh, the, the story is told that a lady asked Ben Franklin, sirs, what kind of government have you given us? He said, a republic if you can keep it. And then sometime later, Benjamin Franklin said, it would be, quote, disastrous if we move from a unified republic to dozens of squabbling factions. Mm -hmm. And that's like where we are. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what they're doing. They're dividing us over all these things. I even read that over Thanksgiving, there was people saying that we need to have a day, uh, I forgot, decolonize Thanksgiving. In other words, they went back and said that, you know, we need to take away this idea that it, this was started in liberty and a love of God. And they're trying to divide people. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is to change history. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They have changed it. And there are people that don't believe, like Michelle Obama said she had never been proud to be an American until her husband was elected. It's I tell so you sad. that right there. Nobody should have ever put anybody in a position of authority that thought like that. No, yeah. no way. You know, they, they call Columbus Day Indigenous People's Day now. That's mm -hmm. terrible. Um, I said, why don't you put that on a different day and let's still celebrate Columbus because he was a great man and did great yeah. things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah um, you, you know, I was talking today to the second year students that care about the spirit of Antichrist. And the Antichrist spirit do, uh, does that. He, he wants people to act out of a group mentality and a group identity. He doesn't, mm. he doesn't work on individual rights and individual worth. And so this whole idea of I'm going to identify with this victimized group, maybe it's lesbians, maybe it's blacks, maybe it's all these other groups. And, and that whole Democratic Party is just a coalition of the aggrieved. That's all it is, a coalition mm. of the envious, and they've all got an and axe yet, to grind. And yet somehow or another, they seem to unify more than Christians. Yeah. Because I was talking at lunch. We did a TV shoot today, and I was talking to my... And we were talking about how that AOC hates Pelosi, and yet they stand together on issues mm. because it's advancing the liberal cause. But you have a Christian that just says something wrong. Like, I'm, I, this may cause problems with people, but Creflo Dollar is mm. a friend of mine. And recently he came out and endorsed Stacey Abrams. Yeah. And man, everybody I knew lit up and started sending me emails and mm. what are you going to do? And he's been disfellowshipped and disinvited to come minister. And I haven't talked to him personally, but I sent him a text and I said, I know you're getting a lot of criticism. And I said, I don't agree. I don't understand what you're doing. But I said, you're a brother. And I'm not going to kick you to the curb. But there are Christians that even though Creflo does, say, nine out of ten things right, because he did something that disagreed with this, they will just crucify this guy. The liberals will disagree, but they'll still stand in agreement because it's mm -hmm. pushing their agenda forward. Yeah. Christians aren't as unified as the ungodly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be that way. Well, we need to change some stuff. Billy Graham said, courage is contagious. Mm. And, you know, we need to stand together and encourage each other and uh, spur each other on to good works, you know, as the Bible says. And so I, I just pray for churches to unify. You, you know, we've done a lot of evangelistic things around the country over the last 24 years, uh, Andrew. And I will tell you, when Christians unify and pray together, there's power. And look, I know there, you know, we, I jokingly say there's some churches where you sleep in the pews and some where you jump over them. Uh, but we, we need each other. Uh, we, Baptist, Methodist, uh, Pentecostal, Bible Church, Assembly of God. Look, you go into a lot of denominations, non-charismatic churches. You have a... I have done two biblical worldview weekends in a Catholic church. Priests call me invited me in. He said, Alex, I want you to come teach my people how to defend the faith. He said, I know wow. you're an evangelist and you're my guest. Uh, we'll do the, um, the uh, communion. I'll have you speak. You give an altar call. The floor is yours. And it, wow. A Roman Catholic church, twice. That's awesome. And you, you minister at the Cove, Billy Graham's yeah. retreat regularly. Are uh, you on the board or? Well, yeah, and I'll be there July 7 through 9 of next year. I'll be finishing up a two-year series on First and Second Peter. And I've been very blessed. Will Graham, the son of Franklin Graham, and my wife Angie, I want to give a shout out to Angie. She was at Samaritan's Purse today helping pack shoeboxes mm -hmm. for the 
Operation Christmas Child, but the Cove is in Western North Carolina, beautiful conference center, and I'd love to see you there next summer, July 7 through 9. Now, see, this is a good example because Billy Graham's uh, deal does not promote the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Healing could happen, but it's optional, which is completely opposite what I do. But man, I, I would love to connect. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. I've asked you if I could meet Franklin, because he has taken some strong stands, mm -hmm. and I would love to stand we, with him. We have got to unify. Um, a quote attributed to D.L. Moody in the 19th century, one of my heroes of the faith. If you want to get uh, inspired, read a biography of Dwight Moody. Yeah. But he said, any friend of Jesus is a friend of mine. Amen. And I, I think that's how it's got to be. He also said, God is pleased when Christians work together. Amen. Amen. Well, it's just like family. Yeah. You know, my, my sister and my brother, my mother is the one that unified us. She was always getting us together. And on her deathbed, she said, when I die, don't you all go your own separate ways. Yeah. We're family and we still need to stay together. Now my sister's gone and it's just my brother and me left. But family members, you don't always agree with family, but they're still always family. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, forgive me for talking about myself. It's been a great fall. In the month of October, I preached 24 out of 31 days, and uh, it was a blessing. And I got to go down to Jackson, Mississippi, to a school, a K through 12 school of 800 students, and teach biblical worldview all week. We had a number of kids get saved, mm. and uh, spoke 33 times in five days. But listen wow. to this: I was in a place called Stuttgart, Arkansas in early October, and some of uh, my friends in Arkansas might be watching tonight. Well, revival broke out. We had salvations. I mean, we had 45-minute altar calls. Wow. And, but what happened was, six months before the revival, uh, they started having prayer meetings. Just all, you know, doesn't matter what denomination, what church. And when Christians unify, and, and you just keep it about Jesus. Lord, may your name be lifted up. Lord, may souls get saved. Watch the power and the presence of God get unleashed. Amen. And Amen. it can happen. Any community in America, yeah. revival can come. You know, Psalms 133, I'm going to try and get over there, but I can quote it, I think. But Psalms 133, it's only got three verses in the Psalms and it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down into the skirts of his garment. That's talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And verse 3 says, As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord, there in unity is where the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. And I tell you, you were talking about these people getting together to pray. Even if they just got together and got along with each other, there's <laughs> unity and anointing flows when you do that. Mm -hmm. Amen. And yet we've made our own little groups and there's not a lot of unity in the body of Christ. And that's one way that Satan has been able to destroy us. Well, you know, I, I would say this, you know, the last year I've been going all over Colorado, meeting with pastors and churches and everything like that. And I, uh, I have seen a new level of unity, Amen. and I think the um, 
the, that Christians are waking up and they're looking at what's going on in the culture, including increased persecution and hostility against the gospel, and it's causing those denominational barriers and labels and stuff like that to people realizing they're not really that important. What matters is the name of Jesus and the blood of Christ. Well, you know what? When you get under attack and you're in a foxhole, you don't care so much about what denomination this guy's from. That's so right. once the closer we get to a war and people, the more they realize it, I think that the unity is going to come easier because of that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, one of the things that is going to happen on December the 6th is you read off a list of all of these people that are endorsing us. And we've got people that don't agree with me doctrinally on everything, and yet they are endorsing Karis Bible College. Mm -hmm. And I even had one guy that I sent a letter to and asked for an endorsement from him, and he said he loves me and he loves the school, but he won't endorse it because he's very good friends with Kenneth Copeland and with Bill Johnson for Bethel, and he didn't want to act like he was preferring Karis over them. And I understood what he said, so I wrote him back and said, that's just fine. But did you know that Bill Johnson and Kenneth <laughs> Copeland both endorsed us and they both said, we are going to sow seed into this and they are giving money Amen. to our expansion. And amazing. they have their own Bible college and yet they're helping build Carrie's Bible College. Wow. That's a new level of unity we haven't seen in the body That's of Christ. a kingdom mindset. Amen. They're building the kingdom and not their kingdom. And That's Bill right. Johnson just gave us one of the greatest recommendations. I mean, I was shocked. And Kenneth Copeland, he was, he was shouting. Wow. And uh, Joni Lamb at uh, Daystar, she not only gave us an endorsement, she says, I'm sending 10,000 bucks to help build this. And I was just blessed to see the unity of so many people. Wow. Praise God. That is awesome. And Alex, what you were saying about Karis and the way that it's just special what God's doing, one of the reasons is because of the unity. You and I come from a different background. Richard comes from a different background. We've got people here that are speakers. We invite Bill Johnson, Randy Clark in, and they're coming back in 2023. And we approach healing from a different way mm -hmm. of doing it. But you know what? We love each other and we're cooperating together. And I tell you, when you start getting into unity, there is a powerful, powerful anointing of God that's manifest. Amen. Amen. And, 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 you know, life is so brief. Life is so short. And you, the founder of the Methodist Church, John Wesley, they, they say Wesley said, we have nothing to do but the saving of souls. And, you know, we've got this great commission, Mark 16, 15, preach the gospel to every creature. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, make disciples of all nations. Uh, you and I were talking about the return of Christ. And we don't know when the Lord is coming back, but I've got to believe it's close. And let's do all that we can do. The, 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 the lesser things don't matter. We believe the Bible is the infallible Word of God. Jesus is the risen Son of God. Faith in Jesus saves. God is a God of grace and salvation. And the world needs to hear. And uh, guys, I believe one minute after we step into eternity, all that we sacrifice for the Lord, we lay our lives on the altar, we're going to know it was so worth it mm. to see I can guarantee souls. in heaven there's not going to be a Baptist in a Catholic session and a Methodist session. Yeah, we're all right. going to be children of God and, yeah. and to the degree that we do it. You know, the script, Jesus said, pray that thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. In heaven, there's not going to be these divisions. So that's we right. need to get rid of them here. Amen. We need to answer some questions. Yeah. We've, mm -hmm. uh, that's been really good. We're having that church. Is good. I know, that it's is really good, good a, but a word we want to give hour. people an opportunity to ask a question here. All right. Well, um, here's one. Um, 
Chiola on chat asks, what is apologetics and how can I use it in my church or community? Great, great question. Thank you for that wonderful question. Well, apologetics is not apologizing, like in the sense of saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a Christian, please don't hate me. No, but it's actually, Richard, an ancient legal word, and it means to defend something. Now, in 1 Peter 3.15, it says, be ready always to give an answer to everyone who asks a reason for the hope that you have. We do this with gentleness and respect. So apologetics is presenting and defending the biblical worldview. And that very word right there is in the Greek. Uh, Apologia, to to give an answer. And that is where apologetics comes from. It's actually a transliteration, basically, of a Greek word. Very very true, very true. Did you know that in court, when you get sued, the document you file in response to the petition is called an answer? Really? There you go. Well, there you go. Like in 1 Peter 3.15, uh, the word give an answer and give a reason in the Greek is, is the word from which we get apologetics. So it's not apologizing like I'm sorry. That's actually a Latin phrase, mea culpa, my guilt, I'm culpable. It's not that. But it means to speak in defense of something. So to the question, how can you use it in the church? Well, I think wonderfully, and it needs to start with children. Here is who God is, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And here's how we know God is real. And here's how we know the Bible is really the Word of God. And we know that Jesus rose from the dead and is the one and only Son of God. And so uh, I think all of the all of the church at every level, we need to know about creation. We need to know about God. We need to know about salvation. One of the reasons that I love and appreciate you, Andrew, and your teaching is you help people understand who they are in Christ and how they are set free in Jesus. And so when people know what they believe and they're able to present, explain, and defend, present, explain, defend, they're going to be able to stand strong and not fall away. And that's where Christians have not been good. They may believe something because they were told this is what the Bible says, but if they're challenged, they don't know how to give an answer. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason that we've been beaten in this area is because people haven't been discipled. You know, do you think that uh, the the megachurch and seeker-friendly movement that's happened in the last 20, 30 years, do you think that has made the church stronger or weaker? unequivocally weaker. Uh, In in fact, I was just this evening reading an article from somebody who uh, went to a very famous seeker church in Illinois, and they were talking about the fact how they got to college and got dismantled. And they said it took a decade of finding their way back to solid faith, but why didn't my church equip me? And I know 35, 40 years ago, there were some well-meaning pastors that said, well, let's just sort of, let's thin it out. Let's not offend anybody, Uh, but it's been counterproductive. Um, Andrew, I I believe that we need to proclaim the word as written by God, and we let the Holy Spirit of God uh, drive it into the hearts of people. And I think the seeker-friendly Christianity light, L-I-T-E, 
has been overwhelmingly counterproductive. Yeah, and it's it's not equipping the church. Everything is geared toward this uh, mythical seeker person to be appealing to them. But meanwhile, the flock is over here starving to death. Basically just saying, let's not do anything that would offend yeah. any person. And I guarantee you the gospel is offensive to yeah. people many times. Yeah. Jesus offended people. So it's not yeah, a godly concept. Yeah. You know, the very guy who started the seeker-friendly thing in, in Illinois, I won't mention his name, but I imagine you're talking about the same thing. He did this, and after, I forget what how many years, two decades or something, he came out and himself said that the seeker-friendly thing is a failure. It didn't work. He got numbers in, but he didn't make disciples, and so he has rebuked it and rejected yeah. it himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got another question here from Terry on YouTube. She wants to know, what does woke mean? Oh, great question. Great question. Well, in the sense that it's used nowadays, woke refers to really being very left and socialist in your politics. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really a rejection of, of all traditional morals, traditional values, history. Now, it comes from, I, I'm told, I, I've got a teaching I do on it, that when slaves were running for their life, like in the time of the Civil War and in the immediate aftermath, even after the Emancipation Proclamation in the 19th century, in the South, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this, I was from the South, but there were slaves that were freed, but they were in danger. And being woke back then meant, you know, sleep with one eye open unless you get lynched or something. And, and I'm, I'm sad that that was part of our country. I'm, I am glad that because of our Christian foundation, we got past that. But in the modern sense, there was about 30 years ago, there was a pop song that was kind of an um, alternative rock and roll song, talked about being woke. And what it comes to me nowadays is you, basically you're wrong on all the issues. <laughs> uh, rather than national security, we have open borders. Rather than the rights of taxpaying citizens, we have enforced socialism and the redistribution of wealth. Rather than education that teaches kids truth and how to think, we indoctrinate them into inclusivism and diversity. Rather than a mom and a dad and the nuclear family and the rights of parents, we have children that are actually viewed as property of the state. Rather than supporting the, unstable, the only stable democracy in the Middle East, Israel, we are for the Palestinian terrorists. Rather than keep our uh, nuclear secrets. I got, I got one other thing I got to tell you here. We, we give away our national defense to nations like Syria. So wokeness is liberal politics on steroids. I interviewed a guy last week who's got a new documentary out about how our, our government, the first president that actually protected patents and intellectual property of our businesses effectively was Donald Trump. Mm. And so many of our, yeah, they said, like, if, if you buy, like, a lot of goods online, 25 to 30% of a lot of the famous designer products online are actually knockoffs from China, costing America, like, hundreds of billions of dollars a year. But wokeness doesn't believe in individual rights or national sovereignty. When it comes to the U.S. Yeah, when it comes to the U.S. <laughs> and, and so uh, we, 
as America, we, we're not to be a subset of the UN. Mm -hmm. We're a sovereign nation. That's right. And Biden has just gone and turned certain things over to the UN and to the international courts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I even read this week that he has now made an agreement with uh, uh, Venezuela to start buying oil from them and ramp up their oil production, and yet he shut our oil production down. It, it defies logic. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. No. Yeah, unless America, you view America as an evil nation. Um, and and Ven Venezuela is better. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Man. Go, go, go fish. We got to take another question. All right. We got to get in a couple of them. Uh, here, here's one. Um, now, uh, this is from Rushka48. And this person asks, uh, they say, no comment on those poor people murdered in Colorado Springs, or do you not think gay and trans people are really human? Mm -hmm. um, Let me answer that because right. I live here. But you know what? Nobody who hates homosexuality and believes it's a sin believes that we should be killing homosexuals. And so we do not endorse that. I grieve for the people who died and for their families and stuff, and I don't support that at all. But one thing I dislike is that I usually watch the news at night so that I can see what the weather is. And I mean, for eight days in a row, this news outlet that I watch has made nothing but the thing about the uh, Club Q killings. And I mean, they have promoted it. They have promoted all of the homosexuals. They have had people who are pro-LGBTQ everything, and they come on and say, this is all Christians doing this. This is the conservatives that have done it. And the truth is that the guy who actually committed those things was a non-binary. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not sure exactly what that means. I think it means he wouldn't identify as male or female. Yeah, it means he could be anything he wants at any time. And so he was not a conservative Christian, and he was not anti-LGBTQ. I don't know exactly what set the guy off, but all of these, the way that they have been attacking godly people and blaming us for what uh, happened at Club Q is wrong, and I totally disagree with that. Yeah, 100%. You know, you remember the, the situation at the Lincoln Memorial when there was the high school, Catholic high school there, and mm -hmm. there's the, the Native American who's doing the tom-tom, and the, the media assumed that this young Catholic teenage boy was harassing this guy, mm -hmm. and that's the narrative they run with because it fit their worldview, right. regardless of whether there was any proof. And that same exact thing is happening here on this Club Q. There is no evidence that Christians contributed to this guy's thinking. We don't know why this guy, he's yep. a nut, he, he has mental problems. So. And you know, I just read this week, uh, Todd Starnes was going back and referring to the Ferguson killing of the black young <coughs> man there, yes. and the thing that, hands up, don't shoot, Yep. That was publicized, and yet it has been debunked, and every single witness has said that the guy never put his hands up, never said don't shoot, but the media ran with that, and to this day, there are people that still believe that he was killed just because he was black. Mm. They didn't understand that he challenged and uh, charged a police officer, and the police officer may, may have used more force than was necessary, but it was not the way that the liberals are presenting it. So this is what I disagree with. I'm not for anybody being killed. I'm not out to kill any person who's an adulterer or a person who's a liar or a thief or any of these kind of things. No. I still believe that they're wrong, but I don't believe in killing them. And no. I'd really dislike the way that the Christians have been blamed for what happened. It was not Christians, yeah. conservatives that killed yeah. these people. Right. Yeah. 
Well, here's another question um, um, that uh, this viewer asks is, Alex, if you lived, this is an interesting one, if you lived in Louisiana, would you homeschool? <laughs> if I lived, uh, well, if Angie and I lived anywhere, we would homeschool very probably or put our children in a good Christian school. Now, I, I don't know the state of schools uh, in Louisiana nor what part of Louisiana you're in. So it's, it's kind of hard to give a general answer like that. But I think about Martin Luther, the great reformer, and he said, I advise parents to not put your children in any school where the scriptures do not reign paramount. Mm -hmm. So well, that excludes just about all public schools. School. Yeah. So lose at anything else, but win with your children's education. Do you know, uh, Richard is aware of this, but we are starting a thing to where for staff, and students, I'm going to start scholarshiping them so that they can put their kids in Christian school. We got Christian schools and a good charter school here in Woodland Park. And so we're going to start giving money to people because it's expensive to put your kids in Christian school. And so we're going to start subsidizing it and helping people That's take awesome, control in them. Thank you for that. Well, here's uh, um, along these same lines, uh, this viewer says there was a, uh, according to a report, a mother paid a pro deprogrammer $300 an hour to rehabilitate her daughter who graduated from a woke elite university. I think it was in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. How can Christian parents protect their children against indoctrination in colleges today? Let wow. me say that one thing you ought to do is send them to Karis Bible College first so that they could at least get the apologetics and be able to defend their faith. Uh, I really believe that before you throw them to the wolves, you need to equip them to be able to deal with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think the statistics are that 70 to 80% of all Christian youth renounce their faith after one year of secular college because yeah. it is a toxic environment. Yeah. So that would be my answer. That, that, art yeah. that article was in the news over the weekend, and that's true. That um, And I, literally every day, Andrew and Richard, I get emails or correspondence from parents saying, you know, my child that I raised spent all this money. They won't even speak to me now because they're very woke. Um, among our prayers, let's pray for the unity of the family. And, of course, education, because, look, beliefs begat behaviors. And behaviors shape our destiny. So we need to have good biblical education. I'm going to have to break in. We got less than 45 seconds left. But thank you for being on the program. Thank you for coming and being a part of what we're doing. And I'm expecting these new programs, Truth and Liberty Live, is going to be awesome. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Remember that we do this every Monday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We also want to thank CTN for carrying this on their network. They've been very gracious to do that for us. And I tell you, we just have some great, great things happen. So thank you for being with us again. Join us next week as we do this again. And we just encourage you to take the things that were shared tonight, pray about it, and praise God. Let's unify and stand for truth. God bless you. Good night. See you again next week. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.